Have you journeyed to Wakanda yet? Lift me up. Hold me down. We have, and what a complex and beautiful journey it is. The question is, did the sequel live up to the hype? In our honest opinion, yes. February 2018, the world got introduced to the fictitious African nation called Wakanda through the Marvel Studios film Black Panther. Myself and EP Michael Womble enjoyed the first film on Opposite Coast. I enjoyed the film in New York at a red carpet party with friends, and Michael saw the film with his family in California. We were forever changed by the introduction to Wakanda and the king T'Challa. We were all looking forward to more trips to Wakanda with the Queen Mother Ramona, her son T'Challa, and daughter Suri. And then God had other plans. It's only fit to be mourning him like a king. Chadwick's legacy is, uh, is almost too big to, to fully comprehend yet. The way he handled his life and managing cancer with such humility and grace and dignity lets us all know that he truly was a superhero. I just love you, man. Have a wonderful journey. Wherever it is that you're going, they're lucky to have you. This loss is felt around the world. People in every country. He was pretty amazing. He is Wakanda forever. The award-winning actor Chadwick Boseman, who fully embodied the character Black Panther in four films, Captain America Civil War, The Avengers Infinity War, The Avengers Endgame, and the title film. He rehearsed, trained, and filmed all of these movies while quietly battling cancer. He left us in August of 2020 with a body of work any artist would be proud of. And honestly, did any of us know how to grieve losing someone we've only known through the cinematic universe? Wakanda Forever gives millions of fans the opportunity to celebrate and mourn not only the loss of the fictional king T'Challa, yet mostly the actor who embodied him best. As we pay tribute to Chadwick, we review the film Black Panther Wakanda Forever and talk about how director Ryan Coogler handled the material so masterfully well in allowing fans around the world to grieve collectively and to push the narrative further by the introduction of an underwater new world. I'm Val The Voice Johnson, and this is a special edition of Interludes. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by Interludes Extra Presents Find Your Voice, a podcasting course for beginners. Learn more about the upcoming course and membership within our Interludes community on our website today. And now, all the way live from the south side of Chicago, give it up for your host, Val The Voice Johnson. Show them who we are.
this is Val the Voice and Mr. Womble. And we are on the journey to Wakanda. Wakanda forever. This is our audio recording, but I am actually wearing all white and Michael is wearing a Black Panther shirt, which I I love. There's the significance of wearing all white. A lot of people that went to see Wakanda Forever, the sequel to Black Panther, they went in all white in honor of the star, Chadwick Boseman. I am wearing the white suit that I wore to my mother's um, home going. I did not want to wear black. I wanted to wear white to honor her uh, transition. And I felt white honored that versus black. I was, I was grieving, but not in the sense of feeling black in grief, but feeling enlightened with white. And I thought it was an excellent choice of the director, Ryan Coogler. Probably some of these opening scenes with that. Let me do a warning. If you have not seen the film Black Panther, what should our audience do, Michael? Pause, go watch the movie and come back and listen to the rest of this. So much of the discussion about uh, Wakanda Forever, uh, formerly or informally known as Black Panther 2, has been about talking around some of the really amazing, important, and I think possibly transformative things that happened within the movie. Uh, so this space is for that discussion of what actually happens in the movie. So it helps to have seen the movie. If you haven't seen the movie, go see the movie, come back and then uh, catch up with us. We'll still be here for you. Okay, so uh, so it's real awkward. It has been Val the Voice because I got to tell you, I mean, you saw the movie in New York. I saw the movie in Chicago. But for a lot of the movie, I felt like I was with you, that you were there with me watching it because I certainly did think about you as I was watching it. Um, as, as you all know, if you know uh, interludes and you know Val, then you know uh, some of the things that have happened over the last couple years. And as I was watching this movie, I thought, wow, Ryan Coogler, as the director of Wakanda Forever, is doing something that certainly Marvel movies got criticized for not having. Uh, directors like Martin Scorsese went after Marvel movies and then kind of backtracked it. Some other directors sort of did the same thing and said, these are just action movies. This is meaningless action. This is just, you know, comic book storytelling. What is this? This isn't a real <laughs> film. This is exactly. <laughs> and I got cinema. And not only did I get cinema, I got cinema that was accessible to people. It wasn't a lot of, uh, you know, closed caption. It wasn't often some other foo-foo language. It didn't have people that no one could relate to. It actually was the highest art that the thing that film can do that no other medium can do. And it did it so well. It brought us this lesson 
in how to deal with grief, how to work through your feelings, and how to find unity with other people who are dealing with the same thing you are. That's probably the last thing you would expect to get from a Marvel movie that started as a graphic novel, yet boom, there it was. And that's why people are talking about Angela Bassett up for should be up for an Oscar. That's why people are looking at this movie as being more than a comic book movie. The idea that you could improve upon Black Panther, which is arguably one of the best movies made, yet here they've done it. I want to say this. It's always remarkable when the director and people that are creating or writing the script for a comic book and this is the series black panther was created by stan lee in the 1960s and you know at one point black panther was going to be called black leopard because of the movement of black panthers and what was happening in real and in reality with the civil rights movement but they stanley fought to keep the the the, the title of black panthers that don't want to change it i'm glad it wasn't changed Mm -hmm. (laughs) right stanley writer and artist jack kirby jack kirby right Mm -hmm. so rob uh, joe robert cole and ryan coogler did the screenplay and this screenplay was worked on as early as 2018 after the worldwide success of the first release of Black Panther. And a hard pivot had to be made when its star, Chadwick Boseman passed away due to, I think, pantry, was it um, prostate cancer. cancer? Yeah, prostate yeah, he, cancer. He lost his battle to cancer. He lost his battle to cancer in 2020. Every Marvel film, the vast majority, it's been wonderful. Uh, it'll say Marvel Studios. So there's always a dramatic rise in the music. um, And you'll see all the superheroes that have contributed to, I want to say the last uh, decade or two decades of, you know, Marvel Studios. And and, and you'll see a a flash of Iron Man. Uh, You'll see um, other major characters Mm-hmm. I don't know why they're escaping me. And there's always the, a, a, a musical build. And then you see that. And then it, it's animation and, and everything within the name Marvel Studios. Right. The opening of, of uh, Wakanda. Forever. Um, we dealt with it. it, it it's, it's, it's an immediate gut wrenching punch to me because the, the opening scene was the sister Siri trying to figure out what was wrong with her brother. Her brother was, was something was, was sick and the disease is never mentioned. And I think Angela comes into, um, Ramonda, Ramonda, Angela Bassett's character comes into and says, the King is gone. Right. The queen queen, mother, the queen mother says the King is gone. And she's got this look on her face, like I thought about every hospital drama where a doctor is still 
doing compressions on the body, trying to get that person back. And then I thought about the last moments being in the hospital with my mom. Mm -hmm. And what we were saying to one another, even in her weakened state of, I love you. And then just kind of hearing the weirdness of the, of the, the silent of the, the, the heart rate, the heart rate stopping. And then yeah. them calling the time of her passing. And I remember I, I held on for as long as I could. And then I broke. What we didn't see with Siri is we didn't see her break then. It went right to a very silent opening of the Marvel Studios. And with every animation that you see, you see Chadwick. I was bawling through that entire part, uh, Michael. I don't, and, and I think it was because I was triggered by the grief of losing my mom. I'm right. gonna pause right now because I'm getting emotional, but go ahead. Yeah, no, no, you take take a moment. And, and 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 you're not alone. I mean, I was in a in a uh, theater in Chicago, and the same thing was happening. I mean, people around me were crying, um, and 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 it was uh, it was silent. I have never been in a movie theater before, and I'm gonna use the word heard, but heard that level of silence. It was so quiet in there. And, you know, at times, you know, people will tell you it's a movie, it's not a play or it's not a thing. But but what it does is what the movie does and allows us to do is to mourn. Mm -hmm. And it's really important to do that. And everybody does it in a different way. But no matter how you do it, you still need the space for it. And it creates that. So this movie could have easily started like and said, oh, he, you know, something happened to him. He's not around anymore. Or right. he has just died and now we've moved on. It could have started at any other point. It didn't have to address the passing of not only the character, but the actor in this way. But to its credit, it takes it head on and says, yes, we know what you know. There mm -hmm. is this, you know, suspension of disbelief that has completely become what we used to call postmodern valid voice, you know. <laughs> There's this third wall, is, a fourth wall that's usually there and it's completely gone. This man in this one, you know, one take, this one role, this singular movie, so embodied this character that we we're not even gonna dare to try to replace it we'll just change the whole story that people have known for decades at least cinematically and say he he's gone and we mourn him and these characters are gonna mourn him the same way that you as audience mourn his passing and we'll try to get through it together Mm -hmm. And as crazy as this sound, and I do realize what we're talking about here, is that we're talking about a fictional movie that comes from a comic book mm -hmm. 
But I would dare say it has done a better job at addressing issues like mourning and grief and the need to find healing in oneself, the need to have self-care and personal space and and, uh, the ability to learn how to take on support from those around you in a way that some self-help books don't talk that some tv shows some experts in the field aren't Mm -hmm. able to do through art uh these creative people have been able to do that and that's why people are speaking about angela bassett as getting and should deserve it of another oscar nomination which she should win She's mm-hmm. been nominated before. This should be a win for her, not just representative of her, but of the movie and all of the things that we have started to talk about. So this is a pretty special interlude, extra audio. We're talking about Wakanda Forever, Black Panther, and we're doing it, y'all, in a way that other people haven't done it yet. And um, credit that to Val the, the Voice because... Um, I know that she was experiencing something that uh, we need to like discuss. And hopefully you're, you know, participating in that with us by listening to us, by talking out loud as we're talking, whatever it is that's helpful to you. So so Val, as we, we go into this, we understand how the character Shuri feels. We certainly understand how the queen mother feels. But then this movie at some point gives us a look at them in the most vulnerable space where each one has either felt like justified or at least in that moment that they've lost the other one. Mm -hmm. How does that? To, to, to talk to us a little bit about that and, and how you felt as you were watching that. Uh, first, the queen feels as though she's lost both her son, T'Challa, as well as Shuri. And then later on, Shuri feels that she has lost both her brother and then her mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the the bond of a parent with children. And the queen mother is, has cried and dealt with, or has grieved her, her son. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of encouragement of the character for Siri to, for Siri to deal with it. And yeah, she, she, she reaches out to her daughter and says, you're, you're trying to do what, you know, as we talked about at times, people try to work through it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to really deal with this emotion right now. Right I'm now. going no. to distract myself and, and I'll work. keep myself busy. I'm going to keep work. working, push through it. And then as long as I stay busy, I don't have to stop. I don't have to be alone in my thoughts. I can keep going. I can keep right. creating. Right. I can keep trying to figure it out. And at some point, you just got to stop, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a four stopped with them being on the beach. Yes. And I thought that was beautiful and it was dark and and she didn't have her headdress on 
no, um, Queen Mother, which I thought was just be- beautiful. Well, so I thought that yeah. was gorgeous. And so they're talking, and that's that was beautiful. And then of course the introduction to who would become the antagonist, but mm-hmm. in, a, in a in a in a weird friendly way. It was an admiration of this area. This area of the world is Wakanda. You all are are protected. I like that, and and giving that respect, uh, Namor. And he says that people call him that that are his enemies. He, mm-hmm. he gives his real name at first. He says, but I, I my enemies call me Namor, and. And uh, Angela's got she's got the spear and she's you know being being very mm-hmm. protective like you know and I'm not daughter, I'm not a and woman daughter as well the princess as well princess as well like I'm not a woman that repeats herself who are you who are you now right. rolling up on my as I'm trying to you know spend some time with my 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 daughter you up because at that the moment situation. they're both scared they they, they can't bear the thought not just of being attacked at that moment or the fear of what could happen but the fear of losing one another at that mm-hmm. point in mm-hmm. the story they are all they have right so so this is seen as a kind of a uniting moment because they get closer because there's a perceived outside threat Introducing Namor was really an opportunity to introduce another sovereign ruler of a group of people. He shows up representing Talo Khan. He's coming for the surface world. In Marvel Publishing, Namor was one of the first superheroes, frankly. They called him Kukul Khan, the feather serpent god. Namor loves his people. And he's going to protect them because to be a ruler, you have to serve the people. Talocan has a deep meaning for me. It's part of my personal heritage as a Mexican, as an inhabitant of uh, Mesoamerica. Finally, I could find a more powerful representation of my culture with dignity and respect. I cannot wait for everyone to see Talocan. I'm excited about how we're going to see the world come alive. Both nations want the same thing, which is to preserve and to protect their people, but they're willing to go about it different ways. I need to know if Wakanda is an ally or an enemy. Namor is very much concerned with what he needs and what he wants. This delicate dance between the two of them. I get chills just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And you say interesting that, you know, he gives his real name and then he says, this is what my enemies call them. And they immediately begin to call him by the name that the enemy the name exactly them. but at, and at the same time something that you also said there which is very revealing is that he shows admiration for them because they have walled themselves off in a way to be protective to keep the outside world away but the whole reason that he's there is because this person that each of them loved one as brother the other as son understood that that's not a way to live that you do need to be make yourself vulnerable if you're going to do any good to help others and also to experience life so in opening themselves up it is opening yourself up to joy, but also being vulnerable enough to know that along with that joy, there may be pain. 
that comes to as well. So, so this another, idea that you're done the right thing to wall yourself off mm-hmm. is not right anymore. And right. each of those characters has to, in some way, understand that. And by understanding that, they help us as audience understand that as well. Right. Marvel has, um, and I think I, I date this back to... Um, I want to say the first Spider-Man, the first or second Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire and the introduction of uh, Dr. Octopus and him as a, um, as the antagonist, but you feel for the antagonist because he was Peter's professor Mm -hmm. and just that reaching out. I'll never forget when I got very emotional um, when the character, when uh, Peter as Spider-Man and he's trying to reach uh, Dr. Octopus. And then all of a sudden, uh, Alfred Molina that plays uh, Octopus, he, he snaps mm-hmm. and he says, Peter, and his whole face lightens up. And I'm like, oh no, that's his professor. But he's become this this enemy of, mm-hmm. of Dr. Octopus. And, and if it's written right, and you have the right brilliant actors to interpret that that text, you mm-hmm. you you feel for the for the antagonist so uh, you feel for the antagonist so with Neymar uh and this is where yeah. we this is this is where we're dropping the spoiler uh of oh boy Adoki who is the um uh, Denai Guerrera who um plays the 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 lead for the <laughs> for the for oh, the yeah. army for the yeah. oh I'm sorry yeah right she takes Siri on. They're trying to find uh, one of the people that's brilliant. That's brilliant at MIT, mm-hmm. as a as a as a as someone that is brilliant in um, mechanics, science. She's you. She's you know. She's <laughs> she's charging people for doing stuff. Are you okay? And she's from gonna... Chicago, y'all. Is she, is she from Chicago? So it's a Put whole that thing. Flag up. Boy, I had a lot of pride, yeah. and I saw that flag in that, I, um, in that I, dorm room. I, me too. And I loved her dorm room. Her dorm room looked really looked really cool. But she was like, "Am I being recruited?" Like she re- immediately recognized who, um, yeah, who, the who, who the princess was, and so. Uh, the fight the oh gosh the fight and kind of that them being taken and the smart thing that the princess does is says look i'm the princess and people be you know let's i i need to go with you guys so you know i don't want to you know think i don't want to be killed and i love how ryan kind of brings through this allegiance for folks that want to kind of help in their in their roundabout way everett ross um and that's played by martin freeman uh the uh the colonizer our favorite colonizer (laughs) our Uh favorite colonizer who um has a way of of really being kind of the advocate who knows about wakanda who has benefited from a direct benefit of the science and technology from the first movie and is it has this i want to help you but let me know what this threat is and 
and he's he's kind of communicating and 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 i love <laughs> i can't think of her name she's from uh steinfeld um who plays his wife or ex-wife oh okay so you're talking about you're talking about the julia louise dreyfus character who was introduced right. into the mcu through disney plus because we see her we see her in uh and and enter the universe through the tv shows this character begins to expand and once you've entered into the mcu you're now part of it, you're into it. she yeah. becomes part of it through uh into this movie i, I want to touch on something that you mentioned earlier before okay. i forget and mm -hmm. um so we're so this is uh interludes uh we're talking about wakanda forever the new black panther sequel which has done the uh unthinkable which has surpassed the original we're talking about it and we're talking about it looking at every aspect of it including parts that are so-called spoilers so again if you're coming in halfway into it if you haven't heard the beginning and you haven't seen the movie go see the movie all right so and then come so back have, then come and back come back and come back because we'll be here for you all right so have, having said all that uh val the voice is making the point about marvel having this way of creating so-called antagonists that we have empathy for yes certainly no one mm -hmm. was better at that than the original black panther movie with the character of killmonger yeah and once again we see killmonger surprise surprise not to me <laughs> in this movie Wakanda forever so as we were like ramping up into you know our excitement of looking forward to seeing this movie I had made a prediction through interludes uh earlier that we would see Killmonger in this film everybody said no you won't there's no way that's ridiculous he he died I saw it he's not gonna be back <laughs> and sure enough he shows there up. he is mm -hmm. because he is such an interesting character he is so conflicted and does kind of call on us especially as african-americans the, the how he feels is closer to how we feel than even t'challa was in, in terms of this idea like these folks ain't gonna give you you know they ain't gonna give you anything you have to take and fight for every part of it and we see that bear out in the story the uh wakanda has opened itself up tried to share its resources but still it's not enough the united states uh france other countries who have a history of colonization have come in and and tried to take away what people were willingly trying to share, share because right. it wasn't fast enough and they didn't feel like they were in charge of it so the argument that we see um come through this movie is the character uh the so-called antagonist reaches out to shuri and says look you know how these people feel about us us as people of color mm -hmm. you know wakandans uh with our beautiful shades of brown and and the folks <laughs> that are underwater and their beautiful shades of blue now, neither does their their our black don't crack and their blue don't crack either because he's hundreds <laughs> of years old and he's still he from the conquistadors 
and the original people taking over land to now. He's seen this. He knows how these folks act and says, hey, they don't they don't share. They take. Mm-hmm. So why make yourself vulnerable to them? Why give of yourself to someone who is still trying to steal it from you as you willingly try to share? Which is an incredibly strong case. And it does make sense. However, you can't really think about how other people are acting because you can't control that. All you can control is you. And in this way, Marvel is doing something that I think is brilliant because it is is Brene Brown, right? This is uh, Aida Van Zandt. This is like all your Oprah All-Stars on uh, Super Soul Sunday, right? This is all of this self-help and like, you know, self-care stuff. But it's wrapped around amazing action sequences, <laughs> you know? But it's all still there. It's all still and, there. And the, and, the, and the thing that I'll say is, is that um, I found myself crying when... Mm-hmm. Siri is being taken around by Namor to see his kingdom. And it's beautiful. Um, she's got on a suit to protect herself from being so, I guess, so far down under the water. Mm-hmm. But it's a full kingdom of this. And people are co- the kids are coming by her and they're and they're and they're they're showing her stuff. Val, it's the Mayan looking, Empire if it had the, not been interrupted by colonization. Exactly. That's what it is. It's underwater. The only reason it hasn't been colonized is because the folks didn't know it existed, which is why he's like, shh. Don't tell nobody. Don't tell nobody we're here Mm because as soon as they know we're here, they're going to try to come down and take over because that's what they did on the surface. Mm -hmm. And he's got a point. He does. And the the way that... Not too much violence used when trying to, you know, I think they show a, 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 who is this? People trying to come and, 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 and steal and, and they're trying to mine and the, the folks started, they, they do a voice thing and people start walking toward the edge of whatever and, 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 and jump off the thing. And it's like, oh, they're, they're just singing. Really? That's interesting. Okay. <laughs> it, 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 so my thing is, is that um, I would have liked to have seen her say, let me think about it. Let's, let's, let's come together. But I'm thinking, no, she's going to say no. And they're going to, and it, it'll be, I'm. It, it was stated that she wanted to protect the scientists. Uh, the scientist uh, Riri, uh, actress Dominique Thorne. Uh, she is now introduced into the Marvel Cinematic Universe and MCU. I, yeah. MCU. And then uh, Michelle Cole, the um, African English actress who's been in a lot of stuff. And she's been introduced into um, she's Anika. And yes. I like I like how she's got the knives and she's I, I want to I want these knives. And they're like, no, yes. <laughs> don't, don't play around the knives. You need to, you know, just take care of that. But the um, Umbaku 
and that would be Wilson Duke. Did you did you know Wilson Duke stated, and this was a recent interview he did with uh, Jimmy Fallon of um, the Tonight uh, the Tonight Show. He mm -hmm. says that his very first feature film role was Black Panther, and I'm thinking, what a wonderful way <laughs> to come into. Uh, feature film land is through a Marvel film and at the time became the biggest uh, film of 2018 um, for all I, I what was it 1.6 billion it was some ridiculous number of yeah. how, how many tickets it, it sold but what Winston stated that he um, was very um, he felt well supported and, and everywhere he looked he was getting support he got a lot of support from Chadwick he got a lot of support from Angela um, some things were improvised and they kept it in the film and of course that definitely I loved how he became almost a advisor to Shuri and I, and I was thinking that's, that was weird because in the original film his, his character Mbaku challenges T'Challa for the, the Black Panther. And um, he, he, and we, we've all seen it, it, it yields, but for yeah, this- because, but he challenges him because he knows that I too have leadership qualities mm -hmm. and some wisdom and I am capable of moving these people, my people forward. And he retains that. He's only learned yeah. more as time right. has gone on. And especially given the contrast of her immaturity and exactly. also her vulnerability and her unwillingness to deal with her feelings, sure right. is not a good uh would not be a good leader. She mm -hmm. she's gotta she needs to go through a, a bunch of things and she needs the time to do that, okay? And and just consider T'Challa, her brother, didn't start out as a good king. I mean, it, it took time. He had to learn from his father. He had to kind of take on some difficult situations and learn from mistakes. That's mm -hmm. okay. These are all okay things. And the idea that they're not is something that we need to like push back against. Um, this is growth. This is maturity. And this movie filled with a bunch of action and superheroes and a bunch of other stuff deals with all of this better than some other movies that are so-called dramas and uh, <laughs> serious. The Namor character has now come back um Siri is rescued from a ally and that would mm -hmm. be our uh, Lapita Nongo's character of the former um love of T'Challa yeah Nakia and she's and she's a lot of my friends that are from Haiti love the fact that she found solace in in Haiti and is helping children and that's where the queen Queen Mother finds her and says, look, I, my daughter's missing. I, can you find this out? And the two of them smartly 
come up with a plan to get Siri out of out of the out of the kingdom of Namor, <laughs> the underwater kingdom, which was interesting. What I found what I found fascinating was that Nakia she injures one of the girls, she kills one of the girls, but she's still living. Um, that that was guarding um, Shuri's character, mm-hmm. and so Shuri's like, I'm, I'm trying to help her, and they're like, we gotta go, we gotta go. And mm-hmm. I thought about, she's probably thinking, let me help somebody. I wasn't able to help my brother. Can so I? Can I? Can I? Can I sit here and help this person? I didn't want her to get injured, because right. everyone in this space has treated her with love have treated her with a lot of respect yeah and you know and 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 i i was getting emotional with her being exposed to this new kingdom and him just being so very gentle like we need to come together i'm proposing something to you let's come together Mm -hmm. and let's unite because of we we both have kingdoms we need to protect. Yeah, it was a, it was a soft sell, but it was a hard close in that sale. The hard <laughs> the hard close was like we can work together, or I will come back and destroy you. Exactly, so, that was. Um, <laughs> was that there was that that part, and that part made it a little bit difficult. Uh, and of course, Nakia comes back for Siri. It's like she's coming back for her sister. Because mm-hmm. she kind of is her sister at that point. At that, that point, is she sister. is. It's her that's sister. Her, that's somebody's auntie, and she's coming to get her, right? Mm-hmm. So she's got a, a extra motivation there, uh, and she succeeds. She makes it, and she succeeds. Um, so kind of, uh, so we've been talking about Wakanda forever and, and revealing some things and talking about the depth of it, the reason why you cry as you're watching it, the reason why mm-hmm. you feel like this is one of those amazing experiences that you know that you've had in the theater, probably not in so long, you know, that there was something special about this movie. We're trying to kind of touch on what makes this movie so special, so special. and it's not yeah. the special effects. No, it's not the special effects. It's it's the storytelling. Uh, Ryan Coogler for this. Val, um, in terms of directing, this is only his fourth film? Fourth uh, non-independent film? Uh, How do you think he's doing as a director? Uh, Okay, so Black Panther, first one. Okay, we have that. We have that one. Fruitville Station, Creed, Mm -hmm. and this. Did I miss something? Yeah. You That's did it, not right? miss anything. It's those are the four films. That's amazing. And um, Fruitville Station is the breakout one for him because it united him with I like to call his acting muse, <laughs> Michael B. Michael Jordan. B. Jordan, who was also in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 oddly, I mean, I'm glad you you're kind of going back to his acting muse because. In a way, this movie might be closer to Kugler's work in Fruitville Station than those other previously and better known movies. This is the guy that I saw to direct at Fruitville Station. I saw elements of that film in this film. 
There are scenes with Oscar Grant there as played by Michael B. Jordan, where he's there in Oakland and he's sitting and looking out at the bay and the city and kind of reflecting and thinking. And there's there are moments where his mother, who in Fruitville Station is played by uh, Octavia uh, Spencer, Spencer, right? Mm -hmm. And there's this loss when she realizes she has lost her son Mm -hmm. in there that is heart wrenching. And that's what I began to feel watching Wakanda forever. I am queen of the most powerful nation in the world. And my entire family is gone. Have I not given everything? That that sense of profound loss and that loss that you see from the queen at the very beginning of the movie, I think that's that that's what's connecting with lots of people. Um, yeah. Parents um, who have lost their children prematurely, either from nameless and at that point unimportant, whatever the disease or the condition was, or violence. Mm-hmm. People who have lost their loved ones to violence, just the whole grief and the the that kind of touching of one's heart is what mm-hmm. you feel there. And I, he was able to capture it in a movie that, dare I say, I don't know if I could even watch again in Fruitville Station. Uh, mm-hmm. It's so moving, but he was able to bring that to the Marvel Cinematic universe huge and that's amazing and that's amazing that's amazing and that in itself i think and i know if you are a fan of great storytelling if you have watched and admired how ryan coogler has grown as a writer and director and for all of the actors all of the characters um, Angela uh, Bassett, uh, Peta, mm-hmm. uh, Leticia. I mean, it's it's Winston, Winston. It everyone. It, it's 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 a it's a and then the introduction of the Mayan culture and all of yes. the actors that were have participated in this. Um, Tim's a lot with of the details. music, the diaspora, the mm-hmm. music of of Afro. Uh, that Afro beat music that has, you know, become popular in the last couple of years, kind of hearing that and connecting us to that, mm-hmm. the, this, the music of the diaspora. Mm-hmm. Um, you feel that connection, that pan-African connection. That, and I, that was there. I feel like Ruth E. Carter will be nominated again for costume. I hope so. Yeah, I hope yeah. so. And, and whomever worked on the design, because those Mayan um aztec designs and then the headdress and the neck it was very true to what and for anyone who loves who is mexican and loves that 
attention to detail is going to embrace that and be like, yes. And that story, Neymar's backstory is told in this and it's told beautifully and he loses the Mayan in Aztec. Yeah. Right. Yes, exactly. And, and, and you but. see how he loses his mother and it's a, it's a, it's, it's beautiful because there is loss, but Absolutely. the uniting of the kingdoms. I want to leave it right there because I don't want to. I, I, we've, we've, we've revealed a lot, but I still want it to be the tease of of um, that you that you please and please, sir, please, ma'am, go see it now. I'm just gonna state it, it right. Can see it again because i'm definitely going to see it again and be watching it for other things and then to see the the um the journey of the black panther for siri that is what's fascinating she goes from a a, a grieving sister um and daughter to someone who is a not dealing with her feelings, not dealing with the grief, um, kind of a protector of mm -hmm. the, of the uh, scientists that's brought on to help with the tech that's there, some questions she's asked. And then of course the journey to her stepping into becoming the Black Panther and then meeting um, the ancestor <laughs> that is remarking on how she's feeling vengeful killmonger represents that venge that venge that vengeance and that's why it makes sense for michael b jordan's killmonger to show up uh for siri and for her to make that you know like why are you here i was i didn't know who i was going to see sitting on the throne coming around and, and of course you got Michael B. Jordan saying, hey, cousin. Yeah, because I heard that uh, hey, auntie was 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 at lib. That wasn't in the script. <laughs> hey, <Yeah>. auntie. <laughs> hey, cousin. <laughs> kind of those parallels, kind of kind of those parallels. Yeah. But it was um, it was I, I bawled again at the end when Siri came face to face with her mom and Angela giving her that look like I raised you better. What were you saying earlier, uh, Michael, about yeah, that scene? She gave, her, she gave her that black mama look like, um, I know, I know I raised you better than this. That's what you're about to do? It, really? This is how you gonna treat all of our time together? Uh, my, what I told you, what your grandma told, what your auntie said, this, this is it? And, and she yields and she breaks and she understands that there is empathy needed at that moment. And, and that's when her healing really begins. That's right. when her healing begins. It's at the end of the movie, not mm -hmm. at the beginning. The beginning. Nope. Because she had to go through a journey and, and, and have her heart open through the meeting of Neymar, I think that her heart was open and that at that point, mm -hmm. but then um, to break from just drowning herself in work 
and mm -hmm. not dealing with it because there's kind of that I was told because um, the option was for, for my mom to um, go through some more painful procedures to prolong her life and I had to accept the fact that no um, when the nurse and the doctors were kind of saying well we need to make her comfortable mm -hmm. but I kept thinking I'm not comfortable like I don't understand mm -hmm. what you're telling me about what I need to do regarding my this is my mom this is my relative you know go and fix her like I don't know what to do her liver failed and then like a whole bunch of other things failed. So go and fix her. So the um, Siri just had to go through that pain of, I know what I'm doing. I've been able to help heal other people, but the one mm -hmm. person in the world that I, I couldn't help, you know, cure from mm -hmm. this disease is gone. And that's why you couldn't hear nothing but a pin drop at that at that at that, at that opening. And as all Marvel movies do, we'll tell you all, please stay until the end. If you did that, you stayed until then, and you found out that um, mm -hmm. there 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 is more in store, and our Siri is an auntie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it, it life goes on, and and those those were real tears from um, Latita when she cried. I saw I, I'm sitting there, and when people, the camera's just on you, and you you're crying. And, and yeah, you're right. There was a lot of reflection, um, people looking out into the ocean and kind of not saying too much of anything. And and Brian brought a lot of the Fruitville Station touches throughout uh, Wakanda please return to the journey please enjoy the journey to wakanda if you've ever lost a loved one and you want it to if you need to grieve your love your loved one and how that person has passed grief recovery grief counseling is something i def i deeply and definitely encourage mm -hmm. but i'm so grateful that this film represents a worldwide worldwide healing for the loss of Chadwick. Yeah. And the loss of so many of us have experienced over the last several years in so many different ways. I mean, this is a movie that that, you know, is perfect for its time. It's what we needed. And I'm so glad to have experienced that. I think that you are, you experienced it there in NYC. Uh, here on the south side and as you're listening to us wherever you are um, that you had that same experience that we did mm -hmm. and then this has been a special uh, interludes episode the journey to Wakanda thanks for joining us we celebrate the release of Black Panther Wakanda Forever with our special attire doing our movie review to see some of our moments discussing the film, please visit our Interludes YouTube channel. Have you seen it? 
It's the weekly chat with EP Michael Womble, Coach Tony Thompson, and host Val The Voice Johnson. Interludes Extra presents Talk on Tuesdays. Join us and other special guests as we break down the latest topics surrounding music, movies, and sports every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, live in our chat on our Interludes YouTube channel, Facebook group, and now on Pod TV on Roku. Interludes, original concept by Valerie Johnson, written by Michael Womble, produced by Michael Womble and Valerie Johnson, original intro and outro music produced by Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by Interludes Extra Presents Find Your Voice, a podcasting course for beginners, launching later this month. To sign up for the course and join our Interludes community of podcasters, please visit the website linktr.ee forward slash purelightmedia. To subscribe to our YouTube channel or join our Interludes Facebook group, visit the website linktr.ee forward slash purelightmedia.com.